Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, This week's guest is, I just... I'm excited because I've never, I haven't had a guest on like Will, so I cannot wait to chat. Uh, His name is Will Carlos. He's the founder of My Spiritual Clarity. He's a business coach with a spiritual twist. So thanks for joining me all the way from Canada. Yeah. Thanks, Nicole, for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I have to say too, I was looking at your website before and I think you should seriously write a book about the Frozen um, theme song because... (laughs) It made me literally laugh out loud because my daughter was the same way when she was little. She's 11 now, but oh my goodness, mm. I can't even tell you how many times I've listened to Let It Go. <laughs> yeah, it was it was literally three and a half years of her four-year life. Yeah. Um, she's now four. She's almost five, actually. And oh. I mean, she goes in obsession phases. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, of, of course, in Kanto, she was obsessed. But yeah, Frozen was a very enduring obsession. I still, it's been three years, I think, that I sing the same two Elsa songs to her every mm-hmm. night for bedtime. Oh, yeah. Which I don't know what it is about that movie, but it is. Yeah. People cling to it, especially kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's <laughs> yeah. actually some really great deep messages in it for I mean, talking about visibility, the imposter right. complex, it's it's full of that. I mean, I even wrote a couple of posts on social media about like what what can what can women in business learn from Frozen? Yes. Uh, I think there's some great lessons there. Oh, I love it. Uh, did you want to do you still kind of have that top of mind? I would love to hear about those. I hadn't seen those. Yeah. If I, so if I can remember the lyrics from the so it's a uh, show yourself mm-hmm. um, in, the, in the second film. And she's saying um, every inch of me is trembling, but not from the cold. Uh, something is familiar, like a dream I can reach, but not quite hold. I can sense you there like a friend I've always known. It's, it's She's talking about her dream, her passion, what she wants to contribute to the world and give to the world. And then the, you know, the chorus is show yourself. I'm dying to meet you show yourself. And it's all about not only her showing herself to the world, but her purpose in life showing itself to her so that she can fully yeah. express her highest potential. And I find that with my clients, that's the, like, that is exactly what they're looking for, but they don't always say it that way when they first show up. They might say they want to sign more clients or have more ease or, or have more comfort being visible online, um, but really they want to express their deepest truth. And so mm. we kind of, we chip away the the layers of the, the lies and such until we get to their truth and essence and what they really want to get out there in the world. Oh, I love that. It's so true. And yeah, I, so she didn't, she was older by the time Frozen 2 came out. And so I, I'm not as familiar with the second one, but um, those, mm. those words are amazing and it's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So yeah, I know I kind of jumped ahead, but yeah. Can you tell us, you know, have you always been in, you know, doing business like this and have you always been helping people like this or how did you kind of come to where you're at today? Yeah. I'll give kind of the the medium story. I I find the long story is great once you know someone really well, but until you've, you know, read their book or seen a movie, um, the long story is, is when I was two years old, uh, so my, the medium story is I was always kind of spiritual or, or kind of introspective and didn't know that I had this ability to kind of 
I call it spot the lie and it's, mm-hmm. it's called Claire audience. So it's a spiritual gift called Claire audience. And I didn't know that I had that until many years later. So I, I had been in theater and really training in that way of um, listening to people, but listening for what you can't necessarily, what they're not saying, listening mm-hmm. for the subtext or the, you know, the behind the scenes part of it. So theater training was really amazing for that. And then I became a life coach for quite a while. And so I learned about psychology and I, at the same time, was dabbling in every, every single spiritual modality that I could find. So, you know, I did level one Reiki and level one quantum touch and a whole bunch of other ones that I can't imagine your listeners would know what the heck I'm talking about. But, <laughs> but they might I have some idea. I've talked about, like, I've had guests on the talk, like barely scratched the surface, but yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and uh, so trying all of those and I left the promise of all of them, but none of them seemed to live up to the promise. So I continued on my life coaching because that that had predictable results. But then when I found this one modality from a guy in Toronto, his name is Shiraz Babu, and I, I still work with him now. Mm-hmm. He's my mentor and my teacher and how I do this. And when I started working with him, it changed everything because he did what I now do for my my clients. And he would he could tell if you're lying, which yeah. is exactly what I do. So I would say, um, you know, oh, I, I really want more clients. And he would say, no, you don't. And I say, <laughs> yes, I do. He's like, no, you're, you're full of crap. You don't believe that. Like ener- energetically, what you're saying yeah. is not a match for the energy that you are being, which I know this sounds very esoteric, but it's actually very practical. So, yeah. you know, I work with clients all the time and, and they'll say something like that. They'll say, oh, I really want to put together this new program. Um, I'm really excited for the, the new opportunities that might open up. And I'll say, uh, sorry, you don't believe a word you just said. And they'll say, what do you mean? And so I can help them to avoid those pitfalls before they come to it. Avoid, you know, making that new product or going in that new direction because it's actually not aligned. What What's really going on is stuff underneath the surface. So, yeah. So yeah, it took a while to come around to this, but it's been about four years now of of um, of this practice and working with clients daily. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Oh my goodness. Yeah. No, I love that. And everybody should seriously talk to you because I I think there is so much under the surface. Um, what business owners are just personally like that we all tend to kind of gloss over and wonder, Mm. you know, why things aren't working. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And and that was most of my life too. I I kept wondering, you know, I used to deal with depression. Uh, I haven't, you know, knock on wood. I'm I'm very grateful that it's been about Mm -hmm. four years since the last uh, episode, but it it was an up and down. I wasn't clinically depressed. It was just up and down constantly. Mm -hmm. And part of that frustration that led to the depression was, I know that I'm full of crap. I know there's something that's <laughs> right. misaligned. I know something is not working, but no one can point it out with mm-hmm. me or for me. So when I finally found Shiraz and, and that approach was like, it was such a breath of fresh air. It wasn't, you know, oh, do this. And I love Reiki. I, I'm a Reiki master now, so I, I have a regular practice. But, mm-hmm. you know, with him, it was, here's the exact belief with the exact words <laughs> instead of, Instead of like, oh, do this 21-day Reiki healing practice and you'll grow in greater awareness, which is valuable. I still do that. Mm-hmm. But it's nothing like, you know, when I can sit with a client and say, you know, what's really going on? And I'll get a, an energetic flash, an intuitive hint. And I'll say, oh, um, do you hate your mother? And they'll mm. just, they'll break and they'll go, oh. yes, I do. But that's not their truth with a capital T. It's not like, it's not their deepest truth. It's just the belief that they've held for a long time. And when they release it and let it go, now they can move past that. Now they can actually love their mother and have the business that reflects that because yeah, that it gets pretty deep, but um, yeah, that's, that's, that's my, my favorite part of the work that I do. Yeah, no, it, it's, it makes so so much sense. And I mean, I'm, I'm still new to all of this. I love how you in the questionnaire, you put woo woo work, because like, <laughs> <laughs> I've just even been introduced to that concept like a year ago. But 
as I've been digging and doing the work or not even the work, just even becoming aware of what needs to be done, you know, and how I've gotten to be and blah, blah, blah. Like everything has changed personally and professionally. And because as business owners, it's so tied together. You know what I mean? Mm. It is. And I, I just, I think it's a shame. That, well, it's not a, sh- a shame would be the wrong word, but it's, it's unfortunate that we've had so long, like it's taken a long time for our industry, call it like whatever you call spiritual business, the, the spiritual approach yeah. to business. It's taken quite a long time to reach even the current level of maturity. So we still get too many, you know, and my, my clients are mostly healers and coaches and therapists. I do have some clients in other industries, home designers and, and things like that, architects, but mostly it's the healers and, and coaches. And so many of them come to me and, they, and I say, well, what do you do? <laughs> and they'll give me some version of, uh, I work in the fifth dimensional healing plane on the astral level to help realign the Akashic record patterning of the archetypal uh, wow. <laughs> like they just, they just go off and I'll just look at them and laugh and say, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, you know, I I'm in this world that I have been for a decade and I still have no idea what you just said. Can you, can you get that down to like how you help people? Right. And it takes, it takes us, us healers. It takes a lifetime to say, you know, for example, for me, I help healers, coaches, and therapists who have an inner freak out when they want to uh, be more visible online. <laughs> mm-hmm. They feel overwhelmed and inauthentic and it doesn't feel safe. And I help them to remove all that so that they can be themselves and express their truth and get more clients. But that took me to get there. It took, oh my God, it was like pulling teeth because I am my client. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that's awesome because then you can help them the best because, you, you know, you've walked the same journey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the imposter complex, like, do you think that's because we all have it, whether, you know, like just we've been in business one year or 10 years or none, or just in general, I feel like we all kind of struggle with that or face it at some point point in our lives. Do you think that's because we're not energetically aligned? Is that where that kind of comes from? Or where does that kind of come from? I, it's a great question. I think it, from my perspective, um, spiritually speaking, and there's a lot of great studies that have been done about the imposter complex. Um, so there's, they have a, a pretty good understanding psychologically of, of what contributes to it. So from my take speaking spiritually and from the clients that I've worked with, I think it's a couple of things. I think the biggest one is we, we step out of what I call energetic alignment and energetic alignment for me is different from intuition because Alignment is literally your physical, you can actually feel it physically when, mm-hmm. when someone says, oh, could you um, take on that extra project at work? And you go, okay, you can literally <laughs> feel your body lean back as if right. like you're getting trampled on. And when you, when you think you're really right about something and you're waiting for the person to finish what they're saying so that you can jump in and say the right thing, and you can literally feel yourself leaning forward. So you get out of and what I call energetic alignment. And it's a physical thing that you can feel. So it happens when we're kids. And the example I give all the time is you're a kid. doesn't matter if you're a boy or a girl uh, and you're at the Christmas party and uncle Billy is there and he's the creepy uncle Billy. And I use the name (laughs) uncle Billy because I have an uncle. I have an uncle Billy. He's not creepy. He's anyways, but I I just, I think it's perfect. So creepy uncle Billy's in the corner (laughs) and maybe he's half in the tank. And you know he's half in the tank and you don't feel comfortable around Uncle Billy, Mm -hmm. but your mom says, go hug your uncle. And you say, no, I don't want to. And your mom says, you know, coming from a good place, she wants Uncle Billy to feel loved. Yeah, but family. Yeah, but she overrides your knowing. You know in that moment that you do not want to go anywhere near Uncle Billy, but you get socially pressured, familial pressure, all of that. And so Mm -hmm. that's the first time that it happens. And you go, oh, 
maybe I don't know what's best for me. Mm. And you start listening to others. Now, the other extreme of that is we have a lot of people in, especially United States, Canada, where we say, no, I always know what's best. <laughs> and, and we see this a lot, even in the spiritual world where people will say, oh, no, everything I need is within me. So I don't take any courses or read any books, right. but I have found that those spiritual people are not spiritual at all. They can't take criticism to save, to save their life. <laughs> so it's a fine balance. I don't necessarily have the answer to that, but I think that's the beginning of where the imposter complex comes from, because that's when we start doubting. That's when we start second guessing. That's when we start not trusting our intuition. Um, and right. it's more complex than that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's so true. Um, yeah. Just the whole, in, uh, just being aligned and listening to our intuition, even though it kind of seems like counterintuitive, you know, and I feel like everything we've been taught growing up is to like, not, not, not to not do it, but just be like, okay, this is the way things are done. Just do it, Mm. you know? And so we've never like given ourselves the freedom to even explore what it is and try and follow it. (laughs) Yeah. And so we keep trying to, you know, fit the square peg in the round hole proverbially. Yeah. And and that, and then that's another big area for imposter complex because you think, you know, like I thought in high school, oh, I'm a terrible student. I wasn't a terrible student. I just sucked at math. <laughs> I was great in Same. almost everything else. I just sucked at math. But I said, oh, I'm a bad student because that grade, that one grade affected my whole grade, which affected my whole school life. Mm-hmm. And that, and we do, then we do that in our, in our working life. We say, oh, I'm terrible with computers or I'm terrible with spreadsheets. So I have to go learn spreadsheets. Or I'm terrible in front of people, so I have to learn to go be more extroverted. Well, maybe, but maybe that's not for you. Maybe that's for mm-hmm. someone else. And you, you know, there's that, I'm not sure if you've heard of the, the it's the, uh, I think it's a proverb. It's a story anyways, a made up story, parable, sorry, it's a parable, uh, of the animal school. And they put all the animals in school because they have to have some kind of standard curriculum. And so they try to teach the duck how to burrow in the ground. They try to teach the gopher how to fly. They try to teach the fox how to swim. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the day, all the animals are either dead or exhausted and bruised. um, And they can't do what they were meant to do. The duck can't fly very well anymore because he's exhausted. The fox uh, can't, like he can't run because he's so tired and wet from the swimming. And the gopher's dead because he can't fly. So, but we try to do that in our life. And then we feel like an imposter because we go, crap, I can't make this sales career work. Right. But maybe it's not for you. Maybe it's for someone else. Yeah. Maybe you're meant to be like a baker or something, you know, or, but somebody who knows. Yeah. So, but somebody yeah. told you along the way to like do that, do sales, you know, but it's yeah. not necessarily. Yeah. So true. Mm. I love that. I've never heard that parable, but it's so like on, on target for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So we do hear the word, you know, energy healing a lot. I feel like I've seen it online and just, you know, different Facebook groups and everything. Like what exactly is it? And you have a different approach to it, correct? Yeah, I I wouldn't say it's different from everyone, but I think it's different. So the way that I describe it is there's general energy healing and then there's specific. Mm -hmm. And it's very similar to uh, in medicine. You know, you go to your allopathic doctor, your 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 general doctor, they've got a general specialty in a lot of things, but as we've learned, especially uh, maybe the last five, 10 years, don't go to them for nutrition advice because they don't know what they're talking about. You need to go to a specialist for that. And same with surgery. You wouldn't go to your general practitioner uh, if you need heart surgery. So I think I believe it's similar with energy work. You go for general energy work. I mean, Reiki is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, If anyone's heard of quantum touch or um, 
uh, healing touch, or there's so many amazing modalities that are, and they're great for growing your awareness in a general way, which will lead to specifics eventually. So those are great. And I love them and I practice them. Um, But if you have, you know, if your business is not working, you uh, can't seem to sign new clients, you start to feel really weird about feeling seen online and being visible and you're pushing, 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 nothing's working. I, I'm, I don't think that practicing a general energy healing approach is going to have the impact that you'd like. It will over time, right. mm-hmm. but if you want, if you want a laser approach, you would come to someone like me, or as I mentioned, my teacher, and, and there, there are others as well to say, ah, here's where, here's where you're out of alignment. Here's where you're lying to yourself. You mm-hmm. don't want to work in corporate. You should work in this, or you do want to work in corporate. And why are you wasting time with uh, entrepreneurs? Um, so we can identify that specific thing to really help you get unstuck and, and keep moving. So that's what, so with energy healing, we, I think many people think, think of distance energy healing, and those are all amazing, but it's the right tool for the right job is the way that I like to describe it. Yeah, no, I love that. It's so true. I I like the specialized medicine analogy. That makes total sense. So how do you work with your clients? Like, is it a certain amount of time or like, how does that work in case anybody's listening? It's like, um, I need Will. So how can I learn? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do. um, I love offering a free session. So I offer free sessions still. I've done around 600 free sessions um, in 28 countries around the world. Sorry, I'm sitting from my desk with people in 28 countries. Um, and it's been amazing. It's been my favorite way to meet people and assign new clients and to get for people to actually get to see what is it, what is it like? Because too often in our industry coaching, I'll say in general, there's the standard, you know, establish the gap coaching session, which has its place, but I don't like it. And so in my free session, I get you to fill out the form first. So we do all that establishing the gap stuff in your, on your own time. We don't waste the precious time that we have together. In that time, I'll read the form and I'll say, I'll intuitively see energetically, oh, there's the thing. And then I'll ask some questions. We'll get to the heart of it. We'll do, we'll actually clear some specific beliefs. And then by the end of that 25-ish minutes, we'll know, oh yes, Will, I would love to work with you. Let's, can you tell me about your, your packages? And if it's not a good fit, then great. It's not a good fit, but now you've had an experience and you can actually know this is what the work entails. And then from there I do, I've got a monthly uh, mentorship program that I do for uh, businesses. And then I do six month package as well, um, which is just deeper and more intensive. Um, But yeah, that's, that's how I like to work. I love that. I I just love like the, the getting it up front and then just diving in. Like, I think that's fantastic. Um, And why do your clients call you a human polygraph? (laughs) (laughs) yeah um that was one of those ones when when a client first first said that i was like oh my god that's so good i need to put that in my marketing um (laughs) i could never have said that about myself because that would be pretentious as all hell um but yes they call me a human polygraph because so one of the the main processes that i use um it's called the truth process and so you know i was just working with a client today and i asked her well i'll actually get up but yeah, her session notes are right here. I won't tell you her name or anything about her. So you, you won't know any of that. Um, but the question was, uh, where's the first one? Yeah, truth. So I, I asked, truth, if you stop doing everything for this specific person, um, will she still love you? And it came back as a no. Mm. Was, and that was a big realization. It's like, oh, my people pleasing and overgiving and helping with this person who I, who's actually very important to me. So I should help and support, but I have overdone it. And now I'm, it's a chronic thing. And so when she realized that it was a yes, that she was doing it for love, she was doing it to be loved. 
And so then we can, then now we know where to go. Now we know why it's been so hard for her to focus on her business and so hard for her to focus on her actions because she's constantly, even if she's not in the house, she's subconsciously being pulled, energetically being pulled to this person. Right. Um, so that can screw up your business. And yeah. So then we can, yeah. And then we can uh, clear that specific belief and clear the beliefs around it. And so that's why my clients call me that because they'll say, oh, no, uh, but, you know, for example, uh, I would ask truth. Do you want more clients? And it's like, yes. And I'll go, oh, sorry. That's a no. <laughs> Not quite. No, it's, it's, it's a yes. I, I truly believe that. I'm like, I'm sorry. You're full of shit. Like you don't believe that at all. Right. So, <laughs> so it's, that's the polygraph analogy. Or um, I've kind of refined that to say more like a spiritual x-ray. Yeah. Because um, that feels, that feels a little, a little less invasive because polygraph means like, oh, you're going to, you're going to lock me up afterwards. Like, no, no, that's not, right. it's not, this is not about me, uh, you know, trying to make you feel bad. This is about us getting to the mm-hmm. truth so that you can actually move forward. Right. Well, I mean, your client today, I mean, what a revelation, you know what I mean? Like for her to, for them to figure that out and then. Now you can kind of look around and just be like, okay, now I see where I was, you know, doing this or that and being able to just take stock of what's been happened and what needs to go, you know, but she wouldn't have gotten to that revelation without your help. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and so I find that it's um, like some, some business coaches are, you know, you could work them, work with them for five years and mm-hmm. it'll, it'll be great and you'll continue to expand. I find that my work <clears throat> tends to be more like for a six month period. Sometimes it can be a year or two, depending on where the client's at and what's in the way or what their goals are. But I find that my work is usually more of a, more like a six month or, or shorter because they're stuck They're as, as we used to say in the restaurant industry, they're in the juice, uh, <laughs> they're stuck. They don't know what to do next. They're, they're frustrated, they're angry, or they're overwhelmed. It's like, okay, get you unstuck, get you back moving. And like, right. okay, great. Now they're, <laughs> yeah, then they're ready to go. I love that. It's so true. Um, awesome. Okay. So my last question, how do you, you know, describe weird, <laughs> like the woo that I mentioned earlier, you know, we I feel like I've been seeing that word more as well. And I think some people are like, oh, what does that mean? Like, no, thanks. But it really yeah. is just so amazing once you actually start to like tap into it or just even begin. So how do you describe that to people who, you know, aren't spiritual or like woo woo at all? Yeah. So for me, it it just goes in the spectrum. And I think often people will feel, or clients will feel a bit more comfortable with me when it comes to woo woo stuff, because, uh, because of that truth process and because they can tell that I am not, I mean, I am very woo woo and I've done all the weirdest you can just ask my wife, uh, you know, I, I do cold bathing now in the frozen lake here in Canada. And that's not the weirdest thing that I've done. Uh, so that's gotta be so cold. Like that just gave me like, I shuddered. Yeah. yeah it is. Um, so with, with people that don't have experience with it, once they, once they talk to me, it's more like they kind of feel like maybe they're just talking to a very intuitive, uh, therapist. Mm-hmm. It's not therapy at all. And I'm not a trained therapist, but it's, it's, a, it's a little bit like that. So it doesn't sound, feel so weird. It's, it's not like when, uh, cause so there's the full on woo woo, which is, you know, seeing auras and uh, being able to tell things about the future or being able to tell, see someone's past. And I can do a tiny bit of that. I can't, I have many times actually seen, uh, well, actually one specific example is working with a woman as a free session and, we're working and, and clearing beliefs. And I said, you know, I, it's weird. I can't get this song out of my head. And I don't even like Michael Jackson. I haven't listened to him in a very long time, but I hear this song, you know, that you are not alone. Yeah. I am here with you. And she started to cry. And she said, 
that's my theme song. I sing that to myself like 10 times a day. Oh, How did you know? That's amazing. So, I just got goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so that, that happens. And I think that happens to more of us than we realize. Mm -hmm. So once we start tapping into this kind of thing, it's not as weird. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of like star Wars a little bit, you know, like use the force, you know, right. there are times where we tap into that and we are able to, you know, maybe not um, throw someone through the air with the power of your mind. Uh, <laughs> but you know, there are things that we can do. So uh, that's the way I describe it is there's the full on woo woo. And then there's the more psychological uh, mm -hmm. or psychology, psychology based approach, which is more mine. I'm, I'm coming from a background, not a background, but a, a deep interest and passion for psychology. So I understand beliefs and the way the mind works and the thought patterns and those kinds of things. So yeah, there's, there's the full on woo woo. And then there's kind of my more uh, direct, direct psychological approach. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Awesome. Well, we're to your favorites, just like five quick questions about some favorite things in your life. So first one is what's your favorite book? Oh God, one. Um, <laughs> you can name it. You can say more than one. Uh, the Alchemist, The Big Leap. Um, <gasps> Those have Narnia both been series. recommended. I haven't read them oh, yeah? yet, but they've been recommended on the podcast. So I'm going to have to make oh, a note. Yeah. Um, the entire Narnia series, mm. uh, Hyperion and Hyperion Cantos. There was some sci-fi from back in the day. Uh, Dune was amazing. I read the book, not the movie. I mean, I like the movie too. Um Oh, Celestine Prophecy. I love, like, I've read that so many times. Ah. The Passion Test, I've read so many times. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm sure there's an, oh, there's a, an audiobook that I love, love, love called The Man on the Mountain. And oh. as an audiobook, it's amazing. It's uh, Stanley Tucci and some other really great uh, actors who are there for voice acting. It's spiritual, but it's not, it's not uh, knock you over the head with like the truth of life. It's just some kind of gentle, <laughs> but it's done in a really great story format. So yeah. those are some, I'm sure there's a million more, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's, I just took a whole bunch of notes, um, broke most of those down. <laughs> um, what's your favorite drink? Uh, I might know this answer, but it doesn't have to be alcohol. So anything. <laughs> oh, um, really? Oh, well, there's a couple really amazing coffee. I don't drink coffee mm -hmm. much anymore, um, but I love it. I love it very deeply. It's so good. <laughs> um, maple water. We, I've been tapping oh. the maple trees here on our property. It's the season for that. So that's pretty delicious. Oh. And then scotch. I mean, a, re a really nice single malt scotch. I could do I could do that all day. Well, not actually, but you know, for right. case, I could do it all day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a little sloppy. No. Mm -hmm. um, awesome. Uh, my, like I mentioned, my father-in-law's up here from New Orleans and he's been getting into scotch. And so we might take him to like a local distillery and they've, they make their mm. own scotch and whiskey. So that might be, I don't know if nice. we're doing that today or tomorrow, but I'm, I don't really drink it. My dad was a scotch drinker, but um, yeah, I'm more beer and wine and bubbles, obviously. But. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what's your favorite thing to do to relax? What with a four-year-old, you might not be able to do a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you'd be amazed at how relaxing the cold water actually is uh, <gasps> once you're acclimatized to it and ready for oh. it. Um, so that, uh, walking bare feet on the ground, I live in the countryside, um, playing guitar, um, watching, uh, Bridgerton with my wife and getting the head rub. I love having my head rubbed. That's pretty, pretty relaxing. You, I wouldn't think that jumping in freezing cold water would be relaxing. I know it's weird, right? <laughs> it's, it's like, it's not at first, like you, you build up for it, but then afterwards yeah. you feel so good. It's, it's like, um, yeah, it's, it's like having a, an amazing nap, except you're bright eyed and bushy tailed and ready for anything. Yeah. Oh, I love, I mean, I have seen, you know, like people, like I think Mel Robbins or I saw some celebrity getting in an ice bath and just mm -hmm. other people I've seen do it. And um, so I hear, obviously there's tons of health benefits, I'm sure. Uh, I don't know if it's mm -hmm. just mental or health or both, but um, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. 
Um, what's your favorite thing to watch? Oh boy. I mean, <laughs> I love, I, I watch a lot of movies I have ever since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, an amazing movie movies these days are getting really predictable and it's getting quite boring, Yeah, um, but there's still some really good ones. So they, you know, when they do the movies, they've done two of the Agatha Christie, uh, crime novels mm-hmm. and they were both fa- I'd, I'd never read the book so they were both fantastic you, you actually don't know what's going to happen next um but i find too many movies these days you know exactly what's going to happen next i'm getting kind of bored but old school ones um i i really like yeah i'm like yeah i'm with you on that um uh, we've been introducing our kids to like 80s movies and they're like what can't mm. we watch like blah, blah, blah. i'm like no we're watching rocky four <laughs> 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 Um, and lastly, where is your uh, favorite place to travel to? India. Ooh. Yeah. We've been to India twice and I mean, I could, I'm, I might, I could move there. I mean, there's just so the spiritual depth, um, Mm. the people are amazing. The first time we went, we did, uh, what's called couch surfing. So we stayed for free. Uh, in people's homes all through India. Uh, oh, wow. And they were the most gracious. Ama- I mean, we think that Canadians or maybe North Americans are gracious hosts. Indian families are just, you wouldn't, I just can't even compare. Like, it's just amazing. So India is is probably my favorite place. Yeah. And what a cool way to see the culture, you know, instead of just like staying in a hotel or Airbnb mm-hmm. or hostel, like you're in their family and in their house. How amazing. Oh, yeah. It was, I mean, and then you get like, so we're there for the Holy Festival in Jaipur. Holy is when they throw all the colors and stuff. And so we Mm -hmm. ate uh, candy because they eat, they just eat candy all day for in uh, on Holy. And we had, we had stomach bugs. We had gotten a stomach bug, but we didn't know it. So that day we felt terrible, just horrible. And then we had to eat the candy, but we had to eat it because it's an insult if you don't like, you know, accept what's being offered on Holy. And then the grandmother gives us this giant pint of tang and we had to drink the tang to not offend her. And then she asked if we wanted more and I'm like blue in the face. Oh, no. uh, it was pretty great. <laughs> great memory. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, awesome. Um, so yeah, what is your website, your social media? So everybody can connect with you um, to maybe get, you know, you I offer those free consultations and just learn more and connect with you there. Yeah. My website is myspiritualclarity.com. And uh, for the free session, it'll be right there. But if you want to put it in, it's uh, forward slash align with ease. And then I'm on Facebook a lot. Uh, I'm told I should be on Instagram, but I don't want to. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm on Facebook, Facebook, just my name, Will Carlos. And uh, I have a, a, my own podcast as well called The Hidden Healer. So you can check that out at the, thehiddenhealer.ca. Awesome. Okay. I didn't, um, I will put that in the podcast notes so everybody can listen to that. I'm going to have to take a listen as well. That's awesome. Yeah. It's new since we, uh, since we set this up. Oh, okay. Three episodes so far. Yay. Oh, that's exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. Awesome. Well, yay. This has been so much fun. Um, I just, I love your energy and I love what you're doing to help people. And I just, I think it's so, so important what you're doing. So thank you for taking the time to chat with me today. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yay. Awesome. Well, have a great rest of your day and thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed the episode and had some good takeaways. Uh, If you haven't left a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen, I would totally appreciate it. So if you have a minute, um, that would be great. If you need any free marketing tips, I've got some on my website. So feel free to head over there, um, nb.marketing to grab them. Have a good day.